Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 155 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So today's episode is going to be a really fun one because I'm talking about automations and in particular, I'm going to share a little bit of how automations helped my own product-based business make a bunch of money with, you know, in the end, minimal work and you know, for you, I really want you to think about your business and how you can always automate things, set up systems, um, set up SOPs. I always forget what the definition of that. I think it's standard operating procedure. I forget. I know how to do an SOP, but what it's actually like the definition, I always forget, which is kind of stupid, but it's okay. Um, But what it means is like, what's the process of something? So if I'm going to record a podcast episode, what are the step-by-step-by-step-by-step things that I need so I can outsource some of those things? And if you have a system in place, then you save time, you save money, you save energy, that kind of thing. So automations are extremely important if you're trying to grow a business. I know a lot of you are probably doing a lot of things like wearing all the different hats. And it's really, really important that you start thinking how you can set up automations in your business. So I posted this on Instagram this morning. I am in the middle of promoting my new program called The Cultish Product. And some of the things that I'm going to be teaching and helping people like you either start or implement a strategy to grow are things like automations, setting up your key email marketing workflows. So and I'm going to talk about that in a minute a little bit more, but um, setting up workflows. So based on like a customer, if they buy something from you, they get a series of emails after that you set up one time and they're just automatically sent. If someone goes to the, you know, your checkout page and they don't actually buy your product, they get a series of emails that are called card abandonment emails. And those are emails that are basically there to get people to like actually buy from you. And then welcome sequence emails. So when someone joins your email list, they get a series of emails that nurture them and push them to buy from you. So we focus on um, setting up those in your business. Um, and in the core, in the program, the Cultish product, it's in the context of improving your customer experience and as a way to automate sales. Um, so that's one key thing. Another key thing that we focus on in the program is affiliate marketing. Whether you have an affiliate marketing program and it's not really working or you want to start one, we're going to cover that in the program. Because in my opinion, affiliate marketing is one of the most important things an established brand should have. If your brand is making money, you're you're getting consistent sales, affiliate marketing should be a no-brainer for you. And then what's the third thing that I'm talking about today? See, I already forget. This is why I normally don't record episodes 
on a Saturday morning because right now I'm feeling really tired. <laughs> Email marketing. Oh, customer referral programs. Okay, that's it. Um, and then the third thing I'm going to talk about is customer referral programs. So basically, in my second year of my business, I made um, close to 200000 in sales. And what what I did is I set up three different things. One of the three isn't 100% automated, but I didn't do it automated. There are apps you can do today where you can automate the majority of this. So I'm I'm still going to include this in today's episode. So I made almost $200,000 in revenue, not profit. Okay. We're always talking about revenue. And there are three things that I did that got me nearly $70,000 in almost passive income. So the first are email marketing automations. <laughs> You know I'm going to talk about email marketing. Email marketing is just something that you're going to hear me talk a lot more about on the podcast because it's just so important. Um, I've personally gotten amazing results from email marketing. My clients have gotten amazing results from email marketing. My product-based business got amazing results. Like It's such a no-brainer, especially with the landscape of social media and Instagram just being really crappy right now. TikTok just being unstable. And um, just having places where you can own your sales channels. It's so important that you um, incorporate things that you can own in your business. And email marketing, you can't own. So with email marketing, and I'm not even talking about campaigns or um, emails that went out to, you know, like, hey, we're having a promotion today. I'm only referring to the automation workflows. So in email marketing, like I already mentioned briefly, three email marketing workflows that I believe are 100% essential. And if anyone is interested in email marketing and getting some of those set up and created for your business, I'm going to be offering a service for that. And I haven't launched it or anything yet, but I'm going to be offering it. So if that's you and you're like, yes, please, I want these set up for me because I need to do this, um, send me a DM. Otherwise, we're teaching this in the we're in the cultish product program. So email marketing automation. So three key automations I had in my business. So the welcome sequence, the card abandonment sequence, and then post-purchase. So let me just break it down um, briefly because I have other episodes where I talk about email marketing automations. Um, I actually just launched one recently. Let me just check the episode. It is... Um, episode 143. It was released on December 9th, 2022. And that episode, I talk about automations, why you need them, what they are. Um, It's a no brainer. You need email marketing, you need automations. And if you try to tell me email marketing doesn't work, no one opens my emails, blah, 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 like insert whatever excuse you're telling yourself, uh, it's wrong. Okay. Email marketing works. Like I literally have proof right in front of me and continue to have proof because I do one of my clients email marketing and they have the same results as my business. Over 30% of their yearly revenue comes from email marketing. So and their list is is not big. It's it's actually quite small list. Okay. So email marketing automations. These are a no brainer. You need to have them. You need to have them set up the right way though. You need to have the right stuff in your emails. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to create my automations and then put like fluffy stuff in there. Um, your welcome sequence is, I'm sorry, my my chair is like sounding really, really squeaky. Um, your welcome sequence is meant to 
bring someone in, invite them into your brand a little bit, share your story, talk about your products, talk about why they need them, share your bestsellers, share social proof testimonial, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. So you're nurturing at this stage. Your your welcome sequence is meant to take them from a browser to a buyer, a lead to a purchasing customer. So you have to have certain things in those emails. So I've been doing this, you know, I've been doing marketing for a really long time. I had over 10 years of corporate marketing experience. So I've been doing email marketing for many, many moons. (laughs) And then over the last seven years in the e-commerce space. So I definitely know a little, a little bit about email marketing (laughs) and they, you need to put certain things in your workflows. So, um, Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And then with the post-purchase. So this is a really important one, especially when it comes to what we're going to be teaching in the Cultish product program, because your post-purchase emails directly affect your your customer's experience with your product. So they order the product, they're all excited, and then they hear crickets from you. There's like no emails, (laughs) no nothing from you. You're like, okay, cool. So glad I bought from you. So with the post-purchase, what you're trying to do is invite them into your, now you're trying to invite them to be part of your brand, to be connected to your brand. You're getting them excited about receiving your product. And then after the product comes, you're then asking them to do other things for you. So invite, you know, inviting them to your other things. If you have a loyalty or a referral program, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And these things all tie together here. Okay. The, the, these are like a stepping stone. Um, you invite them to join your things. If you have a loyalty or rewards program, if you have a customer referral program, that kind of thing. Um, you're asking them to post videos, to, you know, do an unboxing We'll give you 10% off your next purchase if you post a video um, with our product on your social media, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera. Um, you are also letting them know, like, are there any important things you need to know before you get our product? Things like that. Like, what are the things that your customers complain about? What are the things that your customers are emailing you about after they order from you? Those are the things you put in your emails. Like you automate the shit out of that stuff. So people stop emailing you because I know you don't want to deal with customer service emails because I hated dealing with those. They taught me everything that I ever needed to know about running a product-based business by listening to customer emails for three years. It's like, it's so valuable, so valuable, but I didn't like doing it. So you got to like take care of your customers and just think, what are the, what are the problems that people have about my product? about using it, about cleaning it, about how it works. Put that stuff into your emails. And I'm trying to think, like I bought a product recently. What the hell was a product? I forget. (laughs) I have no idea what it was. I bought a product from somewhere and I literally couldn't figure out how to put the thing together. Oh, okay. It was, um, I bought these like little containers or something like, okay, not container organizer. So basically in my closet, like when you walk into our house, there's, we have like this crap We're we're going to be redoing it soon, but there's like this crappy closet. It's like, I hate it so much. And we don't have any way to like keep stuff organized. So like, you know, when you come in the house and you want to, so I walk my dogs every day. Like when I come in the house, I just want like places to hang the leashes. And I understand that's like an easy fix. I just haven't done it. 
And I want places to put like my hat or my gloves and things like that. And we just didn't have anything. So I bought these like little organizer things from somewhere. I forget where. And I got them in the mail. And I I swear to God, I couldn't figure out how to put them together. And I was getting really frustrated because I was like, they should have had better instructions with the product. And that's that right there. Like that is the kind of stuff. And I'm like banging on my table because I get really fired up about this. That's the kind of stuff where if your product like and a lot of you don't have a product that you have to like piece together. But if you do and you're not making it easy for your customers to figure out how to put it together, whether that's like a little postcard with a QR code that's like, hey, watch this quick video and we'll walk you through how to put this product together. That's all that company could have done is like they could have added a YouTube link or QR code or something, but they didn't. They had nothing, not even like a little insert in the box. And that is where like that right there is what separates like a business that's going to grow because you're taking care of your customers. You're not leaving them in the deep end to figure out how to work your product. You're you're walking them through hand by hand how to use it. And that's the kind of stuff that you want to include in your um, post-purchase emails. So like common questions you have, common things people complain about, like you and you got to know what your customers are complaining about, you know, make sure you're reading your reviews and that kind of thing. Um, and I'm thinking of another brand. So like one of my clients, um, she sells like really funny doormats. And ever since I started working with her last year, now I'm just like obsessed with her doormats. I buy them all the time. I think I've purchased like three now. Yeah, I think I have three now. And I'm like, okay, I need to get another doormat now because now I'm like obsessed with my little front porch. And she told me on one of our calls, like one of the things that people um, either complain about or, or like email them about is like, oh, my doormat got wet. How do I clean it? Or something about it getting wet. And like, if it's wet, you're not supposed to clean it a certain way. I forget exactly what it, what the issue was. But I told her, I'm like, that's what we need to put in your in your post-purchase emails. Like if it's something that customers complain about or have questions about, would you rather they see it in the email or would you rather they email you and hog up your customer service time? So that's what I'm saying. The post-purchase emails have so many incredible, valuable little purposes here. They nurture your customer after they you know buy from you. They have the ability to like really weave that customer to make them feel like part of your brand. Um, They can get your customers to do stuff for you, create UGC content, post, leave a review on our um, website, refer a friend, join our loyalty program. Like the opportunities here are endless. So you've got to have a good post-purchase sequence in here. Like, I don't care what brand you are. You have to have a good post-purchase sequence. Again, if you're like, Carrie, how do I do this? I'm teaching this in my cultish product program. If you're a new business and you're like, oh, I don't, I, I can't afford your program. We have a email marketing toolkit. You can grab that and I will make sure I leave a link in the show notes, but it's a toolkit that um, kind of gives you like the step-by-step of what to put in your your sequences and things like that. So it's actually an incredible product that I put together and it's 29 bucks. It's a no brainer. So you can definitely grab that for yourself. Okay. And then what was the other one? The card abandonment. So this is where someone goes to checkout and they basically like either abandon their shopping cart or they decide like, oh, I can't, you know, I, I don't have my credit card with me. Whatever the reason is, 
um, your card abandonment emails are are built in to retrieve and recover some of those sales because people will abandon their shopping cart for a variety of reasons. And it's not you just assume like, oh, it's because they don't want to buy my product. That's not true. Like there's a million reasons that people will, will abandon their shopping cart. A lot of times people don't have a credit card on them and you don't offer PayPal or like shop pay isn't working or something. So payment is actually a huge part of cart abandonment. So anyway, things you can put into place to recover some of those sales. So in my product-based business, um, made around 40000 in automation sales. So, and I want to really make sure that's clear here. Like uh, marketing automations, $40,000. This is something that I set up once. I set up one time. Yes, it takes time to set this up. Like, yes, you have to do some good work here. But do you want 40,000 in sales, you know, automated? Like, it just comes to you. You don't have to do anything. I really want that to sink in here. Because if you're someone who's like, wants to grow your business, you want to get more sales. You want to like... You want to automate stuff so you can spend your time doing other stuff that you actually like to do. This is a really important thing that you you need to have implemented in your business. Okay, so the second thing that I did in my business to, you know, get sales automated. So I'm going to say automated here. Mine wasn't like 100% automated, but so it was a customer referral program. This is where you incentivize your your customers who have purchased from you to refer their friends and family. And when they do, you can give that customer like a kickback or whatever, a coupon. It doesn't matter what it is. You can incentivize them. So I made around 10000 in customer referral sales. So while my process back then was not like 100% passive, okay, I did a scrappy like DIY referral program. But in 2023 and beyond, there are a million Shopify apps where you can automate the crap out of this. So customer referral programs, one of my most favorite things in the entire planet. You should be leveraging our customers to become like your brand ambassadors for you. You should be leveraging our customers to promote your business for you. And they will. Like that's a huge way that I grew my business cuz not only did I leverage my customers, like what like I feel like my business, uh, my business the Dapper Dog Box, that was my online store and subscription box business, e-commerce business, um a huge way that I grew that I didn't use advertising. I didn't pay influencers and I was really super, super scrappy. And one of the key ways I grew my business was leveraging my customers. I didn't just get a customer and then be like, oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks for buying. See you later. I like brought them into my business with me. I created community. I made them feel part of, of something. I treated my customers super, super well. So in return, my customers would become these like little brand evangelists for me. Like, promoting my brand to everyone, um, posting videos on social media, posting content like on their feed, Instagram in particular, because TikTok wasn't around then. And um, I really, really leveraged my customers. And it's this is something that um, you're, you'll, you'll heal, hear, I can't talk, you'll hear me talking about a little bit more uh, this year, because I truly have realized something in the past year that this right here, like leveraging our customers 
being obsessed with your customers, like bringing them in to be part of your community with your business is like the secret sauce to growing your business. I think right now, if you're not using ads and you want to, you want to like create a business with ease, because if you're getting your customers to promote you for you, you're not doing anything. Like I, I want you to, I really want that to also sink in here. Like your customer referring other people your way, you don't have to do anything. Like, yes, there's things you have to do to make your customers feel connected to your brand so they do promote you. A lot of it's automated. A lot of it can be outsourced, that kind of thing. But in return, like they'll promote you. They'll create content for you. You know, it's such a no-brainer. So my my referral program for my business was basically anytime I had any kind of a happy customer, if it was a customer service issue that was resolved, if it was someone who emailed me and they were like, oh my God, I love the product, like I'm obsessed, anything like that. If it was someone on Instagram who tagged me with a photo or video, I had a little script that was written out and I would copy and paste and I would send it to them like, oh, my God, I'm so happy you love the, the product. Oh, by the way, did you um, if you're interested in, in getting a free product, here's how. And I would just say um, we can create a coupon code for you. If you're any of your friends or whoever uses it, you get a free product. That's it. Let me know if you're interested. Um, most people use their dog names as a coupon code just to make it like just so they wouldn't be like, yes, I'm interested because I like to speed up the process of communication in as many, as minimal things as possible, I would just tell them, like most people use their dog's name for the code. So they would be like, awesome. My dog's name is Susan. Cool. I create, pop into, you know, Shopify, create a code name, Susan, Susan 10, whatever, send it over to them. And now they're promoting me. And then what I did is each month, I use a different, I didn't use Shopify. I used a platform called CrateJoy. But in CrateJoy, I would go in every month, spend a few minutes, go through all the coupon codes that were used. I had a little spreadsheet. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Um, five people, 10 people's codes were used. Go into their account, add a different coupon code that gave them like basically a free box the next month. And that was it. So I didn't have to like then go in to a million different shipping systems and ship like ship orders and all. I mean, I had to ship their order, but like I didn't have to go in and do extra steps. I just added a coupon code to their um, system. So it would automatically like renew their account without charging them essentially. So it was very, very, very automated as much as it could be, but I didn't use any kind of a referral app. Now you can download a million different apps on Shopify where this process can be automated. The strategy is the same. Like Take the opportunities every time you have a happy customer and pr- push them. Like we have a refer- referral program. You can get $10 cash back. You can get a $10 PayPal. Like it's up to you. You choose whatever incentive you want. There's no rules here. A lot of times for referral things, people will give PayPal payments, a Venmo payment, um, a credit to the store, free product. Like you get to choose, but you have to know your customers. What's, what is incentivizing to them? So this is a really important one. Um, I love referral programs. And if you have a product that people really, really like, you should have a referral program. It is It will be the easiest money that you ever make. You incentivize your customers, make them feel special. They'll promote you. 
And then the last thing that I did in my business for passive income that helped me make about 70,000 in sales out of 200,000 in sales was affiliate marketing programs. You know I'm going to talk about that. It's like my one of my favorite things, affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing is essentially I most of you probably know what affiliate marketing is, but essentially you know um like really helpful if you're wanting to get media features, working with influencers, working with like getting blog features, getting featured in gift guides, uh, getting YouTube unboxings done. Affiliate marketing will be your favorite thing in the whole world. It's the easiest damn money that you will ever make. So affiliate marketing program, my second year, it, or yeah, the a, about a year after I started my business is when I joined, or maybe a little bit more than a year in, maybe like a year and a couple months, I signed up with an affiliate marketing program. I use ShareASale. And um, yeah, it was just, it's amazing. I signed up. I did a you know a few things, and people applied to be affiliates with me. I reached out to people to invite them to be affiliates with me, and it got me features in about ten features in gift guide. Um, I was featured in the Dodo, Forbes article, Mariah Carey's most wanted Christmas guide. Um, endless blog um, blog features, YouTube unboxings, like a bazillion YouTube unboxings, blog features, um, different write-ups, like a million different things, all because I had an affiliate marketing program. So if you want to get media features, if you want to get people to do unboxing videos for you on YouTube, which aka you should, um, if you want to get like if you want people to like influencers, for example, like micro influencers, if you want to get more of those partnerships without maybe having to pay people, um, affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing is like the greatest thing ever because you don't pay anyone a commission unless they refer someone. So I, so, okay, I have a brand and then Susan, who is a TikToker. Okay. Let's say she's like, I want to be a TikTok star, blah, blah, blah. I'm a creator. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I always make a funny voice when I talk about like, I'm a creator. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean it to be rude, but um, like, I want to be a TikTok creator. It's funny because my seven-year-old son, he's like, I want to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, uh, not sure about that. Like, it's fine for me to do it. But when my child is like, I want to be a YouTuber, I'm like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like that's what little kids dream of now. Like, I want to be a TikTok creator. And that just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I have mixed opinions. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? See, I get on these little tangents when I am like being snarky about things. Literally have no idea what I was saying. Oh, okay. So I have a brand. Susan is a TikTok creator. Susan's a TikTok creator. And she wants to do an unboxing of my product. So whether she reaches out to me or I reach out to her, whatever, she signs up to be an affiliate for me. And then she's now more incentivized to promote the product for me. With an affiliate program, there's a lot of ways you can do this. We cover this in my cultish product program. Again, whether you want to start an affiliate program or you want to grow yours because yours isn't working. Because I know a lot of you have an affiliate program and you're just like, I'm not getting any affiliates to apply. I'm not making any sales. Well, there's a very specific strategy that you need to do, which I teach you in the cultish product. So 
essentially. Um, you know, people would like it, it helps you to get more features. Like, for example, BuzzFeed did a feature on my business. It was like they featured three different pro- um, pet businesses. And then I formed a relationship with the person who wrote the article. And I was like, oh, we have an affiliate program. Like, we, I would love to do a special commission structure for you. So she was like, sure, we would love to. So I think I gave her like 20%. So what happens is if the girl from BuzzFeed puts my my business in her gift guide article or whatever article she has, and then um, Karen from California clicks on the article and buys one of my pet products, then automatically in the affiliate marketing system, it will issue a, let's say, 10% of that purchase. So say Karen bought $50 worth of pet products from that BuzzFeed article. Everything is tracked. Then if she bought $50 of pet products from that BuzzFeed article, then the writer, the contributor for the BuzzFeed article, who's an affiliate for me, would make um, $50. So she would make $10. If Let's say if I'm giving her 20% commission, she'd make 10 bucks and I just got a new customer. So that's how affiliate marketing works. It's completely automated. So depending on what system you use for affiliate marketing, like you might have to cash out the payments to people. Um, with ShareSale, which is one I use, it was completely automated, which was um, incredible. Like I, when I say I made $20,000 and I did almost nothing, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Um, I loved ShareSale so much because it's completely automated. So it would. And of course, like if there was some weird issue, like I'm sure I could go in and stop one of the commission payments from going out, but it was automated. I didn't have to do anything. Like I would go in a couple times a week, approve affiliates, deny affiliates. I would check stats to see, okay, who's referring people. But yeah, the payments were like shuffled out automatically. Um, It was incredible. So again, not all affiliate programs are the same, but like if something is 80 or 90% automated and you have to do one part of it, so what? That's fine. Um, so I'm a huge fan of affiliate marketing because unlike like unlike in an, a, an influencer relationship where like you might have to pay the person $500 to post an Instagram story for you, there is no guarantee that you're going to get return on investment. Where an affiliate program, someone joins your affiliate program, they promote your product for you, whether they have your product or not. Like you don't have to send product to people unless you want to. Um, I rarely sent product to affiliates. Most affiliates are like bloggers and they'll just grab your stock photos. They will grab whatever creatives you have in your kit and they'll just use those photos. So unless you're like, obviously, if you're sending a product to like a YouTuber, you have to send product because YouTube is video and they need an actual vi- like product in there. Um, but I rarely send product to people unless it was like someone that I wanted to send product to. So it's just an incredible, incredible, incredible way. And then the other part of affiliate marketing that um, I'm not even mentioning here is the SEO attributes. So every single time a YouTuber post a backlink, or I say backlink, like if they link your website in their YouTube video, anytime someone does a blog post about you, anytime like like a media company 
writes include you in their article on a website. Anything that you, anytime your website is linked on another website, that's called a backlink. And the more of those you get, the more it's like telling Google that you have like a really authoritative business. So getting all these people to include you on gift guides and, and, you know, YouTube and all that, those are incredible for your SEO and your search engine authority, essentially. So um, I just want to give you the the duality or the dual benefit of an affiliate program. So there you have it, about 70,000 and almost... I, I'm, I'm using the word almost because it's not 100%. It's not passive income, but like it's very much automated revenue coming my way that I didn't have to work for. Set it up once and you tweak over time. And so I really want you to think about in your own business, like how much how much money are you not getting because you don't have some of these systems set up or you don't have the systems set up and working effectively because you can have them set up and if they're not working for you then that means there's a problem with them so all right that is it for this episode so if these three things are interesting to you then i encourage you to uh, depending on when this episode is airing to apply to the cultish product program it's a three-month group coaching program that focuses on these things and a lot more and um, yeah, depending on when you listen to this, it's either you have to join the wait list for it for the next round or you can apply for it for this round. It's going to be an incredible program. But yeah, I'm really passionate about just in general, like helping people just create a better business that they like. And I think for me, like with my product based business, I did spend so much time on social media and I also spent so much time doing all these other things. And so I really got kind of the the best of both worlds. But it's really important that if you're only getting sales from social media, you're not getting sales from all these other platforms that can be so automated for your business, you're truly, truly, truly missing out on revenue. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcast, and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Harry A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.